1: Yo, what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath show, the most uninformed podcast on the interwebs. This is episode number 190. I am here solo in studio as you can probably tell because we don't have any video operation at the current time. Honestly, I just don't want to set the whole thing up for you guys to stare at my face for the whole entire show. Uh, So on this episode, we are going to be wrapping up round six from Anaheim 3. I'm going to monologue here about it. So if you don't like listening to this, I'm sorry. I do apologize. Uh, I understand. We'll see you all next week. Everybody should be back by then. Um, And then uh, we get Privateer Hero, Kevin Moran's on the phone, who just made his first main of the year. So that was awesome. Um, But before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors who make this show happen. Uh, so, our presenting sponsors, Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Also on board with us, helping present the show, Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs, sales, service, parts, or rentals. They do it all premier custom trailers.com located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on us 131 in schoolcraft Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. We have a super awesome premier custom trailer trailer, uh, that we keep all the bikes in and, uh, roll that thing to the track all the time. So check out the vlogs. Um, I am working through some of those for those of you who are subscribed to the channel. I do appreciate it. And as you can see, I'm, I'm kind of working through that stuff. So Uh, from 2021 so hopefully before riding season for 2022 starts i'll get all the 2021 stuff done anyway back to our sponsors our last presenting sponsor been with us since the beginning and the biggest sponsor we have uh tlr coatings they're michigan's number one custom powder coating shop from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames and small batch production jobs tlr coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way looking for some custom sarah coating they do that too tlr coating serving southwest michigan and surrounding areas for over five years check us out at tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at tlrcodings including tiktok we're on there uh, also on board with us uh, alias sport helping us out with our cbd products we got some cbd pain balm and some chill oil check them out aliasport.com. Uh holster co local holster company they make kydex holsters for things that go bang bang um they also can help you out with all sorts of other stuff that goes bang bang if you know what i'm saying so uh make sure to check them out at miholsterco.com um also on board with us jt cycle jtcycle.com adept creative co giving us graphics for all our bikes so that's awesome check them out at adeptmx.com and get 30 off with the code aftermath 21 the Dirt Bike Depot on board with us, helping us out with some of our stuff over on our fantasy show. Uh, check them out at thedirt-bikedepot.com and get 10% off with code TMAS10. Uh, also on board with us, if you're local to the Kalamazoo slash Southwest Michigan area, would be Gutter Works Gutters. Uh, they do custom seamless gutters for your house. They look super awesome. It's a super nice job. Josh and Kayla own the place, and they are super awesome moto people and patriots, so make sure to check them out at gutterworksgutters.com. Doing most of our thumbnails for us and designing those nowadays would be Isaac over at isaacnelsondesigns.com. And then Clutch Media over at clutchracing.net, uh coming out with the from the stands video footage for us. So thanks to Seder over there, uh, doing a great job. And he's also doing the Kevin Moran's vlogs and starting next week, the Scott Meshi vlog. So make sure to check all that out if you want. And there are links in the description to all of those and the discount codes and everything, so you guys can go ahead and go support the sponsors that support the show. Uh, if you want any merch or want to help support the show in any other ways, there are Amazon links in the description. You can click and go into Amazon and buy something and we will get a small slice of that. There's a Patreon page, which we don't do a good enough job keeping. I'm just spitting truths here. We don't do a good enough job keeping up with it. We do have one Patreon shout out to Curtis Hodges. Thank you for continuing the Patreon support. Even though I've now told you multiple times that, uh, you're still supporting us, even though you forgot that you were even spending that money every month, but He doesn't seem to care. He likes the show and we appreciate him for being on board. Merch links in the description below. Biggest way you can help us, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and share, whether you're listening on podcast or watching on YouTube. Um, those are the biggest ways to help us out and will help grow the show. If you want to listen to us in podcast form and you're not watching on or don't want to watch on YouTube, uh, we're on all the major podcast networks. So just search us out, the Moto Aftermath show, and you'll find us. Uh, we do play Fantasy Supercross also through Publamex Fantasy, and we have a whole podcast dedicated to that that comes out on Fridays. So, without any further ado, like I said, I am Solo here. My name is Travis. I am your host. I appreciate it. Justin and Cole are my usual co-hosts, and they are just basically taking huge steaming shit on the chest of the show. The show is there for them, and they're never here for the show. So, uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. They have stuff they're trying to do, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't care about football, so I am here doing the show. Uh even though it's not even time for the Super Bowl yet. But whatever, I'm here doing the show. So let's get into our 450 race recap. Our 450 race recap brought to you by our sponsors, JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta Gas Gas Husky and Suzuki motorcycles and Power Sports products. If you need something for around the house to help keep things trimmed up, they have that too with a full line of Echo Aaron's Gravely, and simplicity, uh, visit jtcycle.com or follow them on Instagram at jtcyclebc. So thanks, JT Cycle we coming on board here. And like I said, they are bringing us our 450 wrap up. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get started here. So winning the race on the night would be the number 21 of Jason Anderson. Now, Anderson has looked fast all year. We all have known this. We all have seen this. And to be completely honest, he probably would be a lot closer to Tomac in the points had we not had those couple issues in a couple of rounds. Um, but man, he is it's very quickly becoming evident that him and Tomac are kind of the stars and the, the, the top, tip of the spear for the 450 class. Uh, he's fast. He moves around on the bike. He flows. And it's been every single round. There hasn't really been a round where it's been super-duper terrible um, when there have been rounds where he hasn't been running right up front uh, San Diego would be one that comes to mind. There, there's issues going on. He gets taken out. He has, uh, some crashes, whatever. Um, but outside of that, there hasn't really been a lot of issues for him. Um, and so, like I said, he's, he's second in points and he's got two wins. So that's great. Uh, but he is, let's see here. Uh, he is 12 points back of Tomac right now. Um, which is not It's not terrible. We're only six rounds in. We've got 11 to go, so he's got time to make it up, but he seems to be, uh, if you're talking about the two top guys, it's kind of like Tomac and him are like 1A and 1B, so there's not really much separation. They're the guys that can win, and it's super interesting to see somebody rejuvenate their career. As we all know, he won the championship in 2018, and ever since then, he really hasn't done a whole lot, so to see him come out battle back and uh kind of get where he is is uh is pretty awesome to see now the man who's the thorn in his side and who i have picked right now to be your 2022 supercross champion is the big number three of eli tomac um man what what do you say he is just talk about another i guess somewhat reinvigorated career you look at last year he didn't look happy Uh, he was taking wins when they were there, but they weren't there very often. There were a lot of head scratching moments over the last couple of years. And needless to say, it just was looking like it was going downhill fast and we were going to see him out of the sport sooner rather than later. Um, then he signs this deal. I know he took a big pay cut going over to star Yamaha, but getting on a bike you like around people you like with people who are willing to do anything to win, and we all know the Star Yamaha team will do almost anything to win, um, man, it it is wild to see, and it's great to see. He... He's fast. He's flowing. He's doing all sorts of things. Now, last night, little mistake did cost him. He did go after Anderson. He was right on Anderson the whole time. Like It was a great battle. It was super exciting to watch. And he did go after him. Uh, I believe it was the section they were going 3-2 or 2-3. And he kind of OJ'd the jump out, and that was kind of what cost him his chance at Jason. And after that, I think... Just being the wily veteran that Tomac is, I think he just kind of went, you know what? Let's just take the second. Let's get out of this West Coast. We'll still have the points lead. And as I've said from the start, this is dangerous for everyone. You've got a happy, healthy, confident, smooth-looking Eli Tomac on the bike. And coming out of the West Coast swing, he is leading the points by double digits. That's that's not good for everyone. Because even if he's not as good going through the rest of the year, I mean... He could manage this, a 12-point gap for the rest of the year here, pretty easily. Because there's going to be some rounds that he's just going to straight up be better than everyone. Um, there's going to be some rounds where he's not, but it'll be an easy management for him. And he's old enough to know to manage it. It's not his first title either, so he doesn't have that pressure. <sighs> I'm, I'm hard. Pre- I am. If you want to go percentage pie, I am 90 to 95% sure he will win this title. 90 to 95 percent sure, it's pretty high right now. Anderson's right up there too, but man, I just think I just think Toback has a little more. uh Moving on down the line here, you got Justin Barsha showing signs again. He was in third here. Uh, apparently, they made some changes to the bike this week. Um, on the start map, uh, I think is what he said. So changes on the starts gets him a good start, gets him up front, and away we go. Um, so that's cool. Great race for him, Stu. Again, right where he's going to be, uh, you know, right where we all see him, kind of like that third to sixth place dude, fourth place. Um, had a pretty decent night, got a little squeezed off on the start, but he was right there, so that was good. Um, and then again, the 450 main, I'll just say this it was to me, it was pretty boring, it was pretty uneventful. The 250 main, which we'll get to, was really eventful uh, strictly for the amount of crashes, but, uh, the 450 main to me was a bit of a sleeper. In fact, I'd kind of dozed off a couple times during it. Um, so yeah, so it was okay, but it wasn't, there wasn't anything great. The track wasn't super adept to passing. It was more like you were just kind of waiting for someone to make a mistake, mostly in the whoop section. Uh, so anyway, uh, the marvelous Marvin Mooscan, great ride of, uh, to fifth place there looked good all day. Um, and I mean, just a just a typical Marv ride. There wasn't uh, wasn't a whole lot to it. We weren't uh, weren't getting to see a whole lot around the rest of the track with people because they were kind of focused in on the Eli Ando situation. Eh. And Marv actually um, was skimming. Whoops! Still late in the race. We all thought he was going to be jumping, but he was still skimming, um, which was interesting because there were some guys that were jumping, uh, but it, not Marvin Muskin. That's a weird thing to say. So, uh, great ride for Marv there. Uh, Dylan Fernandez. can we talk about this guy? I mean, what a rough night. Goes down in the heat, um, bends the bike completely up, has to go through the LCQ, but again, here we are. It's all about starts, and his starts just suck, and because it's not outdoors, he can't come through, so he comes back to 6th, probably had one of the fastest lap times. I haven't looked at lap times yet either. It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon here, the day after... Uh, and I've had some things to do. So I'm just kind of like going over what I saw last night, essentially. And I've listened to a few different things. Uh, but needless to say it, it, it's just not a super is just not his forte because of the starts he gets. So, um, he's still fast as hell, like super fast. He was on top. I, one of the qualifying sessions yesterday, I think. So I think it was the first one. He was on top, the first one. And then, uh, and was on top, the second one. So, um, so he's super fast, man. If he gets off the gate, he is going to win a race by 45 seconds, but until he figures out how to get off the gate, yeah, whatever. Um, Sexton seventh place. Now these Honda guys, so these are mystery wrapped in a riddle wrapped in a what the fuck is going on. So I listened to a post-race interview with Sexton. They are talking, he was talking pretty, pretty harshly about the bike is not where they want it. And it's super interesting to me because we're around the second year of that new Honda, so they've had lots of time on it, lots of time to test. And you guys don't have this bike where you want like I don't know. Maybe it's just the out west, the harder pack tracks, but But that's an interesting thing to hear, keep hearing coming out of his mouth that the bike is not where they want it. And Kenny's talked about this a little bit too, that the bike is not where they want it. And it's like, okay, what are what are you struggling with? I'm very confused here. Like we need more information because for you just to tell me, oh, the bike's not it, the bike's not it, the bike's not it. Well, at some point here, if you keep telling me this when you're on the second year or third year of a bike, I know this is second, but I'm just giving an example. I mean, dude, we're gonna start to think it's you and you're just making an excuse. So y'all better figure out either figure it out or, like, start telling us some real stuff of, like, man, the bike is doing this, and we don't like it, but we can't figure out why it's doing it or how to fix it type deal. Um, So it could be an interesting situation. It's definitely something to watch. Like, he hasn't looked bad, but just not – I mean, obviously, he won third race last week in the Triple Crown, um, but to come back with a seventh here, it kind of – and I believe he is – let's see here. uh, Third, He is third in points, and he's only – He's not quite 20 back. He's 18 back, I want to say. So not not a terrible realm to have to, or not a terribly high bar to have to jump over, but it's still not, uh, you know, he's not 20, or he's not two points down going into into the East Coast. Uh, Cooper Webb in eighth place. I'm going to tell you right now, these are my exact thoughts on Cooper Webb and the Red Bull KTM team. I believe that new bike is not working the way they thought it was going to. I believe they completely 100% thought they were coming out with a new bike that was going to fucking just come out and clobber everyone in Supercross, and they have been pleasantly unsurprised that it is not doing that, and on top of that, I believe he is over that team. I believe he is going back to star racing next year. You can mark this. This is February 13th, 2022. I'm calling Cooper Webb. will be on a star Yamaha next year At the opening round of Supercross, I give him about another two races. If we get through Dallas and there are no signs of him winning a race, uh, you will not see Cooper Webb do anything all year. Because I believe he is frustrated that the new bike will not work the way they promised it would work. And on top of that, there have been heavy rumors for months and months and months, ever since last year pretty much, that he was going back to star racing uh, we all know Red Bull KTM was super unhappy that he moved away from the Baker's factory, and now that he's moved away from the Baker's factory and it's going like this, oh, it's not a good look for him at all. It's not a good look at all. Do I think him going away from the Baker's factory is what's causing this? No. I think the new bike is major issues. I've heard it on the Husky side. I've heard it on the KTM side that they just cannot get it figured out, at least out west. I've heard that possibly the East Coast is going to be better for these guys because they are because they have been basically testing the bike in Florida and so they have it set up for the East Coast stuff way better. Uh, so, like I said, if we go through the next couple rounds and he does not rattle off win, then I don't think he wins this year. To be honest, I don't think he wins races this year at that point. Um, I think he just throws the year away. I think he's already got a contract inked for next year for 450s in in Yamaha, and I think that's where we see him go. Uh, with that being said, there is a small outside chance, and I have about a 5% chance if you want to put this on a percentage pie, of Cooper Webb goes east coast, starts rattling off wins, rattles off 3-4 in a row, starts really cutting the points gap down, and all of a sudden we're talking about Cooper Webb possibly winning this title. But that's like a 5% chance and I only give it two rounds, and if we don't see any sparks in two rounds, then I'm out completely, so, uh, moving on here to, uh, ninth place, Aaron Plessinger, another KTM, and the bike just doesn't seem to be working well for him, I don't foresee, I don't see Plessinger being a guy that's up front all the time, he's a guy that could get on the box here and there, um, which we've seen, but for the most part, I see him pretty much as, like, a a fourth to ninth place guy anyway, so, Right in the realm of where I think he would be at, but again, I don't think the bike's working great for him, and I think if the bike was working better, we could see him a little farther up. Uh, 10th place, Justin Brayton. He had a great ride last night uh, up front leading some laps in the heat races, so that was cool. Um, (laughs) just, uh, Just a normal Brayton ride, you know, last year here, so he's not pushing it, pushing it. He's just out there having a good time, putting in the laps, riding, enjoying, going to the races. Uh, which is cool to see, you know, and it's cool to see him lead a couple laps there in the heat race and stuff like that's gotta be great for him. So, um, good ride for him as far as I'm concerned and, uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, can't wait to watch him in person here a few times as we go on. And I'm super interested to see as we move forward and, uh, see what this world Supercross thing is going to happen. I know he's been talking to those guys a little bit that he wants in on that, uh, so I'll be interested to see how far that can kind of carry his career beyond racing the AMA Supercross. Um, next up in 11th here, we got Ken Roxon. and oh boy, here's another riddle wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a conundrum, dude. Ken Roxon, first off, he got pushed off down that little short shoot off the first corner, uh, got caught up on a tough block. So he was last after that, um, so I understand that. Came through to 11th, but Kenny has not looked good, man. Kenny has not looked good at all. He spent a couple laps behind Kev last night. Nothing wrong with Kev. I'm just saying, you want to compare Kev to Kenny's Supercross skills? I love you, Kev, but there's a big difference, and Kev would be the first one to admit that. Anyway, um, man, there is... Whew, I honestly think he's out after Supercross. I think the last round in Salt Lake City, I think he walks on that track. He says, hey, I'm done. I'm retiring, and he's out. I have heard there's some behind-the-scenes kind of personal stuff going on with him. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out, but man, it doesn't, doesn't look good at all. Doesn't look good at all. It's terrible. So, uh, which is a real bummer cause I'm a Kenny fan. I'm a Honda guy. So to watch them struggle and if, on top of, on top of whatever he's got going on personally, the fact that they're struggling with the bike setup as bad as they are, it's just, it's really, it's not a good thing. So, uh, next up Dean Wilson, right where I think Dino should be. Um, you know, I've pegged him as a nine to 12 guy pretty much all year and, uh, you know, 12th place. So right in that, right in that, uh, Max and C 13th. I'd be interested to see how Max wrote if he didn't have a hurt shoulder, he's nursing a hurt shoulder as far as I know. Um, and so it's not terrible, but I would love to see him with not a hurt shoulder healthy, see what happens. So, Uh, next up is teammate Shane McElrath, 14th. Uh, this is getting a little better. He's not fading back quite as far. I mean, Shane's just getting back into it. This is what happens when you take a year off and then come back. Like you're just not the same pace as these guys that have just been going and going and going and going. So, um, good ride for Shane Hartrath 15th. Chiz is going to chiz with the 16th. Good job. Chiz, uh, Justin Starling made the main. He got 18th. So that's kind of cool. Mitchell Oldenburg last 450 race for a while. He's going two fifties uh, starting next week. So he was kind of just backing it off is what he said in his post-race interview. Um, so we'll see how he does on two fifties. My prediction, he starts hitting the ground a lot more just because he thinks he should be doing better in the two fifties. So he's going to push it a little more. And I believe that's going to force him to hit the ground more. So we'll see. Uh, Then our boy Kevin Moran's there, nailing down a solid 20th on his first main event of the year. So that's cool. Had a good race as far as I was concerned. I was kind of keeping track on timing and scoring. And he was, uh, you know, he was right in that range. And he was up, I think, to like 18th at one point. But not really a surprise, you know. And then uh, Cade Clayson 21st and the 7 Deuce Deuce in 22nd. And that rounds out 4 50s, So that's pretty sweet. Um, getting into 250s, 250s are going to be presented by our, a couple of our local sponsors. So Gutterworks, Gutters, and the Holster Co. So make sure to check them out. Things that go bang, bang, you can hold them with the Holster Co. Holster and Gutterworks. You can keep the rain from running off your roof and onto the ground because they will come install some custom seamless gutters for you that look beautiful and go Awesome with your house and uh, keep the edge of your house nice and dry. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. They are presenting our 250 wrap up this week. So in the 250s here, oh let me get my results up here. Uh so in the 250s, obviously with the win, Christian Craig way extends his points lead due to everything else that happened throughout the night. And this is basically his title to lose. The only thing he has left to show is in an East West showdown if he has guys that are spanking him, a la Jet, a la Forkner, a la, you know, uh, RJ, if those guys are head and shoulders faster than him, which who knows, they could be, we're not sure, nobody's seen him ride, and Craig's riding great right now, does it rattle him enough to make a mistake that ends up costing him this title because he's on the ground or something? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But right now, if you have him riding just a West Coast race with the guys that are in it, um, he's he's pretty unstoppable. He's smooth. He didn't. He might have had some moments in the whoops last night, but nothing that we really saw. And those whoops were absolutely treacherous, from what I understand. Um, but I don't know. We're just gonna have to see going forward. Like I said, the only chink left in his armor that I could see would be these East coast guys really just just ripping him apart and that causing mental issues with him that then he makes a mistake that then cost him more than just that mental mistake. So I don't know. We'll wait and see, but for right now, great job on him. Went out, got the win, did what he had to do, uh, after last week. And yeah, I mean, great job. So, um, oh crap that these are the wrong results. This is what we want here. Uh, next up, Ironically enough, as we all have been talking about, would be Vince Freeze picking up a second place, and this is pretty much something that we all kind of thought Vince could do this year in the 250 class. We thought he was going to be a podium guy. He even said, "I've heard podium more times than I care to admit in the last six weeks because of the way I'm racing." Um, so super ironic that him and Craig go one-two after what happened last week. Uh, but good for him. I mean, put in a good ride, and he had some moments too, like where it was a little sketchy and I mean sketchy by himself he there were some times they were following him around watching him through the whoops that it was like oh boy hold on to her Vince uh but good for him he held on to it got it nailed it down great payday as far as I know because they pay great bonuses on that team um so good for him to to nail down that uh second place third place, Michael Moseman, what a hell of a ride. I mean, he was down, he was dead last off the start, um, and, and actually crashed twice. Uh, so for him to crash twice and still come back to third, a kind of shows you the field of talent we have in the 250 West, which is very slim right now. And, uh, but B, he was just, he was putting in time and he was cutting time out of, uh, out of Craig's lead a little bit there um, for a while that I was like, hmm, this could get interesting if he could get by Vince and, like, kind of make a run at Christian. He didn't, uh, and but it was a good ride. And as he said uh, in the press conference, he's kind of been nursing a couple injuries. So, okay. Uh, next up would be Garrett Marchbanks uh, with a fourth. Garrett had a great ride last night. Won his heat race. Um, looked really, really good and fast. Uh, you know, but... But this is kind of who he is. Like he talks like he wants to be on the box and stuff, but man, it just doesn't seem to get put together for him very often. So we'll have to see how he goes here, having some time off now between races. Uh, But man, did he look good last night? He talked in the, uh, he talked in a post-race interview about working on his starts this week and how Amart was kind of helping him kind of rev out a little bit um, to get his starts better. And as he said, it must've helped because it pulled his big ass to some pretty decent starts. Uh, so that's good to see that. Now, also, just touching on this because he didn't make the main, obviously. Uh, Joe Schmoda, huge crash. Huge crash in the heat uh, right behind March Banks. Went to kind of scrub the little double going into the corner and just completely just eject cause. So um, haven't heard anything yet as far as injury. I heard it was his ankle, but I heard he felt okay and he wanted to ride, but then they wouldn't let him or something. I'm not really sure. I'll have to see going through the week. Um, but hopefully he gets better and gets back. Uh, Carson Brown career best at fifth. Okay. Chris blows sixth place. Wageman seventh, Derek Kelly eighth. Uh, Derek Kelly is becoming a main event guy, which is wild as far as the fantasy stuff goes. Uh, Logan Carnell, uh, heard in a post race that he was talking about how he just kind of wrote his own race. And like he was, he had, there were dudes behind him that were faster Uh, but he just went out there, put in his one Oh three to one Oh five lap times every single lap and boom, nails down a ninth place. So that's awesome. Uh, Ryan Surratt with a 10th thats a good ride for Surratt, uh, Kate Namorin with the 11th. That was good for him. He rode into the main, um, I had him on my fantasy team. So I was a little nervous going into the last chance qualifiers. You always are with these guys. They're kind of bubble dudes, but ended up doing that. And then, you know, putting it in an 11th place finish, which is probably close to a career best for him. As far as I can tell that's great, man. Like good job on him. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Jaron Stapleton made the main. So good job for him. Harriman made the main Trey Fierro made the main. I don't know anything about these guys by the way. So it's great on them that they made the main and I'm sorry. I don't know anything about you guys. If you want to hit me up, I'll be more than happy to talk to you and learn all about you. So I can say more, uh, Dominic three. Uh, he had a really good top 10 ride going, uh, then from what I understand, had a pretty big crash and, uh, got up, got back on the bike and rode for like two laps rolling around because he couldn't really feel his legs, which was a super interesting, weird thing to say. Uh, but then he said he started to get some feeling back in them. And so then he started bracing again. Uh, anyway, 15th place ride, Max Sanford, 16th place, Woodcock, 17th, all great jobs for those guys. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, God, that was a big crash from Hunter. And those whoops, they just claimed, I mean, there were so many of these guys in the 250 class, I can't even name them all, that got claimed by those whoops. They were long, they were gnarly, they were ridiculous from what I understand, even by guys, by standards of guys who really, really like riding whoops. Um, Just, I don't know. Jerry Robin, rough night, crash, surprisingly. Harrison uh, did not finish the main. I don't know what the deal is with that. I haven't talked to him today. Uh, Nate Thrasher and Jalik Swole. Oh, bad crash in the whoops there for both of them. Bad deal for both of them. DNS for both of them. Really, really sad about that. Thrasher Thrasher was on his way to starting to improve in my eyes here. Um, you know, and, and he can't help that crash like that. It was just one of those nights that everybody was crashing in the whoops uh but he was on his way to having some decent finishes to where he was kind of starting to get into my eye of like okay he could be a guy as opposed to in the beginning of the year when i was talking about him in fantasy and how you know he hasn't really done anything he's won those two races but they were weirdo races at the speedway and everything so needless to say uh the 250 class was very exciting last night strictly for the fact of there were so many crashes um but outside of that uh the racing itself that track really didn't lend to like great racing it was a little choppy lots of short shoots um the sand section was just kind of thrown in there and wasn't really uh wasn't really great like last week we had that kind of sweeper turn with the sand which was cool this week we had a sand turn that was like you almost came to a complete stop and then just spun it up to even try to get out of it so I don't know we'll see um but that's the last time we're going to see the 250 West guys uh, for five weeks, I believe it is. Um, but we are going to see the East coast guys. Uh, so I'll touch on some of the East coast stuff here. Number one, East coast is stacked. From what I understand, there are 30 to 35 dudes all pitting out of semis that are coming to ride East coast. So that's insane. Um, I think the top of the spear that you're going to see as far as the two hundred and fifty East coast goes, obviously jet Lawrence. We've all been waiting to see jet Lawrence. um, I know there's been some talk about like, oh, is he going to flop like last year? No, last year I think was a little different. He's coming in as a sophomore, essentially. I would still consider it a rookie. Only raced a few Supercross races the year before, before he got hurt. Um, but he's coming in as a as a sophomore. He's coming into a new season. He has now won races. Uh, that was a big thing last year is he hadn't won a Supercross race. Now he's won a couple. I think you're going to see a cool, calm, confident Uh, Jet Lawrence, that is going to be a force to be reckoned with. God, he's so good. And I know we all talked about this, and everybody's sick of talking about it, but, man, is he good. And I realistically think this East Coast title is his to lose. I know Justin and them would probably be like, oh, you're such a homer. But you look at who he's racing, okay? So we have uh, next up, we'll go to Pro Circuit, which is you have the – You have the Crash Brothers, okay? You have McAdoo and Forkner, who are both title guys. Not going to take that away. Neither one of them can keep it off the ground. Neither one of them. Forkner needs to go out, and his goal needs to be like Stu. He needs to finish every race. Whether it's a 10th place or a 1st place, he needs to finish every race. If Forkner cannot finish every race, he's done. As far as I'm concerned, he's done. I don't think you'll see him back on Kawasaki. I don't think you'll see him... With another factory ride, I think he'll start his downfall slash exit of the sport if he cannot stay healthy through this whole season. He needs to do every single lap, every single round, and just do it and, and move on. McAdoo, same way. Tone it back. Do every lap of every round. Try to get on the box. He did win a few races last year, so let's try to get on the box and make make it so that you're having some results. But those two guys, in my opinion, they need to do every single round. The other guy on PC, uh, uh, not Ryder D. Uh, Jet Reynolds. <sighs> I don't think this is gonna go well. <laughs> um, he can't stay healthy, as far as I know. So he's another one too. Just do all the races. Doesn't even matter where you finish. This is your rookie Supercross here. Do all the races. Make sure you do all the races, and let's just see where you are when the dust settles. If you're 15th in points, great, cool, awesome. You made it through all the races. You didn't get hurt. You have the experience. We'll move on to outdoors, and then we'll gear back up for Supercross next year. But those three guys need to not look at results. They need to look at finishing all the races. There needs to be three PC bikes on the track every round for the East Coast all year. That's it. That's it. Uh, moving on to, uh, we'll go to rockstar Husky. So you have RJ Hampshire and, uh, styles Robertson, um, should be okay. He had some decent rides last year. I don't remember finish wise, uh, and I don't have anything written down. I'm literally spitballing this off the top of my head. Um, so styles had some decent rides last year. He's another one. He needs to just finish all the races, uh, just get through a whole season. Last year he got hurt. He missed some races. So this year he needs to just get through all of them. RJ, this is kind of getting to be do or die. Like, he needs to be in this title fight right there, winning races and kind of doing it um, all season long here. If he wants to continue to progress in this sport, we'll say. Um, So that's what he needs to do. And he is, in my opinion, one of the title favorites. Uh, It's going to be Jet, Forkner, him, uh, and Jamar are going to be like the four title favorites. You could throw McAdoo in there, too, as kind of like a alternate um but yeah styles needs to finish all the races rj needs to a finish them all and b just and b he needs to be competitive he needs to be in this title fight the entire time if he's not that doesn't look good either uh moving on to star yamaha you have jmart who again is another title contender and in my opinion jmart again is another guy and I'm just going to sound redundant here he needs to do all the races like he has to be there fighting for the title but he has to do all the races last year he comes out First round at Orlando for, I think it was West Coast last year, whatever. Anyway, and gets landed on, you know, and and boom, he's done. Like, dude, you gotta get out there, put yourself in a decent position to just do all the races. For those of you who haven't watched, uh, J Mart has a vlog now, and uh, he looks really good on the bike. Like, he looks really, really good. He looks like he's going pretty fast, but he's got to do the. Races, especially if he wants to go 450, he needs to finish and do decent in points in Supercross, but big point finish, and then go to outdoors and just dominate, just dominate outdoors, win that title, and then go boom. I want a 450 contract, bitches. I'm four time outdoor champion. I finished Supercross and did this, blah blah blah. Somebody hire me. So that's what I think that needs to happen. Uh, now also on Star, you've got uh, Levi Kitchen. Um, and, uh, we'll see what the chef looks like in, in the J Mart vlogs. He looks all right. Uh, but he is a rookie. So we'll see. Um, you know, he had some flashes outdoors, uh, when he did some of the outdoor rounds this year before and after Loretta's. Um, so there were some flashes there, but super cross. Okay. Hmm, I'll say it again. Sounding redundant. Just do all the laps, finish all the races. Don't go out there and try to like blow yourself into oblivion and not finish the races. Finish the races, get the experience, move on to next year. Next year, we can start to make some other goals that aren't just finish all the races. Uh, I feel like there's other people on star, but I'm blanking right now. So, uh, we will move on. Gas Gas has Pierce Brown. Um, I think Pierce Brown's going to Pierce Brown. It's kind of like Moseman. Moseman's going to Moseman. Uh, it's just going to be the same thing we've seen out of Pierce. Like there will be some times that he's pretty quick and then all of a sudden he'll be down and getting hurt. So, uh, not really a lot to say there with that. Um, let's see. So we covered PC, we covered star, we covered Honda, we covered gas, gas, we covered Husky. Oh, KTM Max Boland. This is going to be a super interesting, close that door. It's cold. This is going to be a super interesting one uh max voling could be a, a deep deep sleeper i think you're gonna see a lot better he surprised me last year with how good he did and now we've had a year to test to train to really get ready i think voling's gonna be a deep sleeper i don't know what he's gonna do but i think he's gonna be a deep sleeper and he's gonna be way better than people give him credit for so um keep an eye out for him and that's everybody i can think of off the top of my head for the east coast so that's been your 250 east coast preview there for the last 10 minutes <laughs> Um, so now that's pretty much all I have to say for the monologue. Uh, Coming up next is going to be uh, Kev, and Kev's going to be brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot. So if you need some new moto gear but don't want to pay those expensive retail prices, shop the Dirt Bike Depot for all your moto gear needs, gear sets, boots, helmets, goggles, and more. They specialize in athlete-only boots as well as tons of more items that you can't buy in stores. Follow them on Insta at Dirt Bike Depot and DM them with any questions you may have. So thanks to Dirt Bike Depot for being on board with us. Thanks to all the other sponsors for being on board with us. Links in the description below. You're going to hear the Moran's interview, and then we're going to go to credits, Uh, so I'm going to wrap the show right here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Sorry I had a solo monologue. Make sure to hit up Cole and Justin and just tear them apart in the comments for not being committed to the show, Uh, but this has been episode number 190 of the Moto Aftermath show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week, and make sure to listen to the Moran's interview next. Boom. All right, and now up with us here, privateer hero and main event guy, Kevin (laughs) Moran. Hi, buddy.
0: Howdy, howdy. I appreciate you having me.
1: No problem, no problem. I know you got a long day of driving here, so we'll take up some of that time. Now, uh, I'm here, as you know, solo in the studio by myself because the rest of these guys bailed out because they're just not committed to the show like I am. So we're going to cold call Justin. Uh, because if Justin doesn't answer this call, uh, we decided he doesn't get his, uh, Kevin Moran's hat he's been looking for. Oh, whoops. I guess. Let's see. Let's see. Kevin's probably going to hang up on us because it mutes him.
0: Justin, the message, and I'll get back
1: to you. Hold on, Kev. We're leaving a message here.
0: At the tone, please record your message. Sorry. When you finish you recording, you. you may hang up or press one for more options. You can leave it. Go to for it. To leave a callback number, press five. Hey, this is Kevin Morant here. Just want to let you know uh, since you're not going to answer our call on the best podcast around, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to send you that, that KM hat, bud. So. Just hopefully you call back in the next, like, five
1: minutes, and we'll make it happen. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, man. Okay, now let me see. How the hell do I hang up on just him? Oh, there we go. There we go. Let's end that. Boom. Stupid multi-calls. All right. Anyway, buddy. So, last night, we fucking did it. We were in the main, baby. (laughs) Oh my God! Oh, I, I, man. it was it was epic. Run us through, and then I will run you through the emotions I had all day watching you. Okay, because it was it was going both ways here.
0: Yeah, no, you uh, let you start, and then I'll I'll tack on top of it from what you were seeing, even through qualifying and then the lcq and I'll touch base with it too. So oh. what? What were your emotions?
1: Okay, so let's start. Let's start with qualifying because you had that yeah. uh, that fucking wild get off and qualifying, and I'm like yeah. watching and uh, so mind you. Okay, I will I will tell you. I had a very interesting business meeting yesterday morning. About some contract work for the powder coating side of things, and basically it's a it's a decent sized contract, and my mind was very askew into that, but then trying to focus on the race also. So I'm like doing paperwork, trying to figure out numbers for this to bid this stuff out, and then I'm like half watching, and all of a sudden I look down, I see you, and I just see you fucking nose pick and just whabam everywhere like a fucking explosion. In qualifying. So you saw it alive. Oh yeah, and then you just stand up and be like, "Yeah, we're good. Everything's fine. <laughs> Nothing to see here." And I just started yeah. dying laughing out loud, man. It was epic.
0: Well, dude, it was so I was gonna try to for another fast lap, and then when I went through the loops, kind of messed up in the loops, and then I turned the corner. I was gonna get that three in. As soon as I didn't get the three in, I was like, "Okay, we got to do a chill lap because this just is ain't it." So I just double, 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 and I was getting ready to go table over single. And I got cross-threaded. My front end did something weird, or I don't know if my feet caught on something. But long story short, cross-threaded and just nose picked down, and I was not even close to getting all the way over the table over single. And, yeah, dude, it, like, pogoed me, threw me, like, under the bar somehow, and I landed right on my back. But thanks, like, literally, like, the God was looking out for me or something. And it threw me on my back, and my bike nose stick flipped up and was coming right for me. And somehow I like, honestly, like it it happened so fast, but like I like leg pressed it off me. So it didn't smash me. So I got really, really lucky. And then yeah, immediately popped right back up, like before I even stopped rolling. Because one, it, it didn't hurt, thankfully. But two, like I also know, like you for instance, my parents are probably watching, I got sponsors watching. There's too many people that are watching that like actually care about me for me to lay there. Like, I always pop up immediately. That way, people know that I'm okay. Like, the only reason why I don't stand up immediately is if I literally physically cannot
1: stand up. Well, like, that's
0: when you know something's wrong.
1: Like I said, puckered my butthole for a split second there. And then then when you you thumbs up, I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. Oh, man. And
0: then SuperCross posted it. Dude, everybody's
1: just blowing it up. Dude, and that's because it's like one of the weirdest, like, little crashes I have seen in recent memory. Because, like you said, it it just straight, po- it was almost like you landed almost front number plate completely flat on the ground, essentially, and it just pogoed you off that. It was super weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah, we kind of
0: destroyed a front wheel, though, so we had to swap <laughs> that out. I got to figure that situation
1: out. We got a wheel sponsor, don't we?
0: Yeah, we got a wheel sponsor, but it's just there's there's no product available.
1: Ah, uh, that's true too. That's true too. Well, call and be yeah. like, look, look how famous I am. I'm gonna need a new one. All right. Supercross. <laughs> huh? Supercross posted this. It's, I'm gonna need a new wheel. I'm not
0: gonna be. Li- I'm not gonna lie though. Like it's been pretty sick. Like how much TV time and coverage, like we're still getting and we keep getting. It's pretty
1: cool. It is. It's awesome for for. Uh, not, not to put this in a downer situation, but for a guy who has not been making mains, like they, (laughs) they fucking love you on the TV and on the fucking race day live coverage. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: So, all right. So so then, so then we go into, uh, what was it? Heat race and the heat race start. Wasn't (laughs) great. If I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Because I was watching, and I was like, oh, he's he did not get a good jump because he was not in the front. Now, you did have a move. I think it was in the LCQ, too. You were good at, like, you would come outside that first corner, and then because there was that short shoot into the right-hander, you would stay right and then be able to be on the inside uh, going into the little double before the whoops or whatever, uh, which was a sick yeah. move. Like, a lot of people were using that to just hang tight there and then pass a bunch of people. That got pushed outside there in that second corner, so that was sweet. Um, and then, man, that LCQ—I was watching that, and so you're you're in, and I'm like, ooh, but Brees is coming, and like Seven Deuce Deuce was right there, and I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't boating well. And then when they got by you, and
0: we got Wilson and Ferandez, like, yeah, bro.
1: yeah, and then they got by you and you were like right you were hanging right with him and i was like look dude i know Brees is on probation and got fined or whatever from the last time he touched the seven deuce dudes, but if it comes down to it like last corner he's going in for the takeout so just be there because something will happen and there's a good chance you can skirt it and then sure yeah. shit, <laughs> and then sure shit freddie gets buck wild in the whoops and just <laughs> kamikazes everyone in front of you and i'm like yes here we go. Yeah. So then the then the emotions oh. were high, and the heart rate was high. Yes. And then <laughs> Joan <laughs> yeah, Cross – Dude, hey. then Joan Cross gets by you, and I'm screaming, no, no. And then I see you set it up, and I'm like, oh, here he goes. And the fucking pass you put on him was the most perfect block pass I've seen all year. You went up, made perfect contact. Didn't take him out. Didn't take yourself out. And then boom, you were gone. And I was like, yes, yes. And I fight. I mean, dude, I was going. Let's fucking go. I'm screaming. <laughs> Ashley's laying on the couch, half asleep, going, "What the hell are you doing?" And I'm just like, "We're <laughs> in, baby. We're in." I even told her, I was like, heart rate's high. I didn't check it to see what it was, but it was high. I was jumping, and I was, I was falling asleep before that. So you know, I was pumped. We were, uh, we were I there." Love it. So I love it, man. Yeah, so
0: I got out to a decent start, right behind Freddie. Uh, I kind of pinched Brandis off in the first corner, and then he blew past us in the loop, and then was just following Freddie. And actually, like, the, the biggest thing that we had going into the, the night, especially after the qualifying get-off, is like, main event, no main event, whatever happens, happens. But the biggest thing is we need more commitment in the loops, and we need aggression. So, like, when I get past, don't just take it, more or less. Yep. Like, kind of give it back. So, uh, absolutely stellar couple runs to the loop. Like, I passed Freddie straight up in the woods, and I was like, "Yo!" like, I was proud of it, you know what I mean? Cause, like, I've been I've been struggling in the loop, let's just be real. Yep. So, when I did that, i um, really happy with that. And then the next lap was going to do the exact same thing and caught an edge real bad and almost died. Well, when I did yep. that, you know how I had right shoulder problems from day one. That yep. was my shoulder. Yeah. It kind of like, it felt like it like rolled out, rolled back in kind of deal. Like it, it felt, it did that little thing that like makes it weak and hurt. So it was weak for like the next two laps. And that's how, uh, Freak and, uh, Freddie, like those guys kind of started pulling on me a little bit. And I was like that fifth, fish ish spot. And I was like, gosh, dang it, like come on, come on, come on. And I knew, I was like, if something happens, I even have the exact same thing in my mind, too. It's like, dude, like, these guys are about to start duping it out. Like, anything that happens. Yep. And I'm coming through the whoops the, the on the last lap, and I see a yellow flag go up. And I'm just like, please be two of them. Please be two of them. <laughs> and then I get out to the corner, and I see two of them. I'm like, let's go! And then I come around, bro. I stalled it on the last lap. That's how Cross got around me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I go, yes. I go past the mechanic area, you double into the little corner, you go right, it's a little straight away, go left, and it's five jump-like jump. So we were going 3-2 into the corner before the little double and then the super cross triple. I go 3-2 into the corner and stall it when I land the two. And I'm like creeping with momentum while I'm trying to start it. I hear cross like he was going to come around the outside of me. So I had a little bit of momentum while I was trying to start the bike. I yank it right and stick my foot out as far as I can so he has to check up and roll the double. I get my bike started, roll the double right behind him, triple it, turn right, go two, three, two, setting it up in the corner. I'm like, Kevin, you are taking both of you guys out of this race before you just let it slip from you like that. Yeah. Like, I was fully committed. Like, you know me. Like, everybody was really proud of that because I'm, I'm usually a really clean I'll get around you kind of racer. Like, I like the cat-mouse game, yeah. but you can't do that with the quality of riders that we have in this class, plus being on the last lap of the LCQ. Uh-huh. So I was really proud of the straight commitment for that, and then obviously we got it done. So it was badass, man. But like, I wish they would have had the, the camera on us right after the and uh, Freddie thing, because yeah, dude, 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 nobody saw the drama of how I stalled it, and that's why props got
1: around me. Yeah, I didn't see that. I just I just figured that he got close somehow. I, honestly, I had zero idea, to be honest with you. And then yeah. when I saw he was by you, I was like, no, we're so close. And then, man, like I said, that pass you made on him was so perfect. And, like, if he's mad about that pass or whatever, which he shouldn't be, like, he can go fuck off because that was such a perfect, like, you didn't go in and, like, T-bone him and tib-fib his ass. You literally just went in, slid it up sideways. I mean, it was very – Arena cross pass, very yeah. arena cross yeah, exactly. pass, and it was fucking perfect, dude. That was all there was to it. And then you put her in yeah. the main, and then you go fucking oh! P twenty in the main, which was awesome. So yeah, I'm, I was running uh, eighteen
0: for probably three quarters of it, and then lost two positions at the very end.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I mean, Oldenburg and Starling looks like got by you, so I mean, whatever. So yeah, then
0: Chase grabbed me at the very end too. Okay, but I mean, I was right on. I was I was right on Oldenburg, like. Through the last half of the race, I was right,
1: right behind him. Yeah, yeah. So, overall, man, dude, great night. I mean, it. Yeah. It was. You're the. It's literally just we we're, we're right there. You're one of the guys that like. There's a group of probably I don't know six to ten of you, privateers that all can make it in. That we all talk about. Like, yeah, it could be this guy, it could be that guy, it could be this guy, and uh, yeah, I mean, you pulled it off, dude. So congratulations. It was. It was awesome Thank to you. watch. It was awesome to be a uh, be a part of it, you know. So that's cool, and now we can move onward and upward, and uh, you know, get some more. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We're go going East Coast here, so you're you're on the road right now, correct?
0: Yeah, I got about twenty hours left until I'm home, so super excited about it. I
1: was gonna say, are you uh, you're going back to Kansas to stay then?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then, so Kansas to Minnesota, and then headed down to Texas right after Minnesota. Are you stopping in Kansas on the way through or are you are just driving straight through down to Texas and going that route and then...
0: Um, so since I'm driving 25 hours back to California so over the next two days, uh, I actually booked a flight to get up to Minneapolis. So I'll fly into Minneapolis Thursday, fly back Sunday. Gotcha. And then I haven't 100% decided what I'm going to do. Uh, whether I'm going to try to base myself out of my house and just get a couple, you know, ride a day or two in between each of the rounds moving forward at my house or there could be a possibility that i try to set myself up in florida somewhere um, i just go through minneapolis maybe drive down to texas so i have my van there and then drive straight over to florida and then base myself out of florida for the remainder of the year but i don't i don't 100 percent know right now like, i it. really don't know what my plan is
1: got it hmm well, at least we're back. At least we're back east coast, man. At least we're back east coast. Yeah, that's no joke. I don't envy you doing this drive either. you know what I find funny is like Craig is driving back to Florida right now. Like legitimately, why? I don't know. They kept talking about it last night about him, you know, being able to think about this race driving all the way back to Florida, and I always I thought they were joking. I was like, dude, these guys don't drive, they fly. Like, why do you keep saying this? And then come to find out like, yeah, he's apparently he wants to take his truck back to florida because they're going to be in florida for the rest of the season or whatever so yeah so he's him and the family are driving i've
0: got it i've got his support and his funding bro i'm paying somebody to drive that and i'm
1: flying back i say you can you can ship a truck for like a couple thousand bucks or less like i would i would have just shipped the truck and flown back i mean not even
0: that you could probably give a buddy somebody that he made trust Six
1: hundred bucks and just pay for all his fuel and
0: food and you'd be set. Yeah, yeah. And you're I don't... saving yourself a day and a half of driving.
1: Yeah, it was that was an interesting thing to think about them in the car with three kids driving literally across country from West Coast to East Coast. Like I'm like, man, that's, yeah, a, that's rough. That's an interesting thing, but all right. Oh, but
0: he doesn't. He doesn't have to race this coming weekend. That's never mind. I didn't. Even think
1: yeah, about that. yeah. That's a thing too. So, yeah, I don't know, but so we're pumped. We're pumped about getting some East Coast dirt going, though, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm super happy to be out of the baseball stadium vibe, concrete tracks, spooky tracks, whatnot. It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, even just to say I've been in a 450 main event at Anaheim, it's kind of dope. So yeah, you know, I remember going there when I was five years old to watch literally Eli Tomac and all these guys race, and now I'm racing them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you now you're part of those guys. You're one of them. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's yeah. awesome. How was, uh, what did you think of the track last night, other than the fact there was about f- 10 too many whoops?
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, man, I kind of liked it. Like, I liked it. I mean, it's <clears throat> easy challenging. That obviously stopped it. where my advantage a little bit until I got swirly in them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just making them really tough. Really, like, like the consensus through the whole pitch, everybody, that the whoops are just way challenging this year pretty dangerous more or less uh, just very tough there's a lot of people going down in them they're not very racy it's more just like like a couple people were saying it's just surviving through them so other than that I do like the the rhythms and whatnot I'm tired of the sand I'm ready for them just to get rid of sand and supercross all together <laughs> but um yeah I don't know man I'm just excited to get back into actual stadiums that are more I guess real supercrossy arena crossy vibe um So,
1: yeah. Yeah. The sand last night was very interesting because it didn't seem to like, like the weekend before in Glendale, you had that big sweeper turn. So it kind of flowed. It was, it was nice. It worked. Last night, it seemed like a very abrupt corner to have sand in.
0: Um, Yeah. And then sketchy rollers that got pretty rutted and then like got sand and ruts. But it's hard ruts with slippery sand on top. So you get crossroads really easy. And yeah. I
1: struggled there. That's probably the biggest section that I struggled in. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, what? What was it like in the in the main event there to have Roxen, uh riding behind you there for like two or three laps because he got caught up on that on that tough block at the start and then was in pretty much dead last. And I saw him behind you over on the left side of the screen for for a couple laps there, and I'm like, oh, Kev's Kev's butts puckering because Ken Roxon's revving his bike behind him right now.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is like I struggled with that last year, just getting really nervous about who's around me. This year, it's have changed a little bit. Uh, you know, I know I need to be one of those guys, and I am one of those guys. So, not necessarily moving out of people's way. Uh, but I did understand that realistically, like I'm getting fatigued uh, yeah. towards the end of an LCQ. So, running Rocky's pace in a main event is not realistic for me right now. Yep. Uh, so it, it doesn't, it's not like I'm just letting somebody like that buy, but at the same time, you can be smart considering that was my first main event, and I've been struggling a little bit with endurance this year. So I was just like, going into that main event, I was 100%. I told Chris, uh, my mechanic and everything, hold the pit board, is like, all I want to see is my lap time, so I see, you know, how much I'm varying, whether I'm standing on pace or I'm dropping off. Yep. And, want to race myself and then if we get laced later into the, the moto and whatnot say i've got somebody right in front of me i'm tracking down or somebody behind me coming up on me i just want to see a plus or a minus however many seconds somebody's in front or behind me so i can kind of pace myself and not lose the position in the last few laps yep so i pretty much just told them going into it like we're just going out there to get this experience race myself i don't care who else is out there we just got to start somewhere and just continue building like i mean that's It sucks to say, dude, but it's the only way I'm able to do it within my practice year program to jump into racing and just build throughout the year.
1: Yep. Nope. You're 100% right, man. That's 100% the way to do it is just to keep step-by-step, brick-by-brick, man, making it happen. So, And this is a good... I mean, it's
0: been pretty cool to see it last year, the constant improvement every round. And even going into this year, like, we've literally gotten better every single round
1: almost. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, you had the little, you had the well, not little, you had the crash at A1, which got the shoulder all discombobulated, and yeah. so then it was a couple weeks of trying to figure that out. So yeah, no man, I mean, if there is anything going wrong. There are people around me that are freaking out for you, and because they know I know you, they will get a hold of me and be like, "Uh, is he gonna drop the 250? Is he?" Gonna? I'm like, "No, he's fine. Yeah. Relax." we're six rounds yeah. in we've made a main there are 20 some factory dudes there he is right there in the mix with these other guys he yeah. had a little shoulder thing like it's fun it would be like i mean it's like it's like a, a second line player on an nhl team not scoring a goal for like four games and then everybody freaking out like is he all right should he quit playing no just relax we're fine everything's fine situation's normal we're good to go so um well i was gonna see you this week uh but i'm not going to now because i will not be headed to minnesota due to well uh there are different things because we're trying not to get taken off youtube here there are different things happening there that i'm sure you're well aware of uh that we were not uh committed to doing <laughs> and uh gotcha. so I, I think i know what you're talking about yeah so i put the wheels in motion uh to cancel this trip last week and then uh then like or at, not n- not this week we just went through but the week before even and then uh yeah, yeah and then our buddy up there isaac with isaac nelson design sent me a thing i want to say like wednesday or thursday no i think it was thursday like midday, that says all of the things we were worried about are now being dropped. Uh, so I'm like, well, that. Okay, yeah.
0: So I 100% know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like somebody has just texted me that too, as well. So yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, needless to say, at the end of the day, it's fine because I have a ton of stuff I need to do here. Uh anyway, I was yeah. not, I'm not prepared to leave because we were gonna leave and go Wednesday and go to like Mall of America for a couple of days before. But uh yeah, needless to say, uh-huh. I'm not set up to leave at this time and uh and go do that. So I'm just kinda I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So now so we'll still be at uh Indy Detroit and uh St. Louis. So we'll be at those three and as I think I think I've talked to you, I don't know, maybe with some other people, uh Indy, we're gonna do a big team dinner moto after moto aftermath show team dinner on uh friday night so um Beautiful. with everybody i don't know where we're going yet but i gotta figure that out so because me and justin and ashley and the kid are coming down and then we'll get you you-, you and Meshi and Seder and max and uh probably kessler and I don't remember who the fuck else I've been talking to, but, yeah, so going to try to do a yeah. big team dinner down there, man, courtesy courtesy of the Moto Aftermath show, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so that'll be awesome. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, St. Louis will be just me, Justin, and Kohler coming down there for that. So that's a, that's a weekend for the boys there, so. And uh, those pits, yeah, those I pits, guess. those pits are inside. So it'll be pumped. Are your parents going to St. Louis?
0: Uh, yeah, 100. Oh my St. Louis god! That, be my biggest
1: that weekend just got way better for me. <laughs> yeah. Now I get to see your mom, and she's a fucking wonderful, and your fucking legend, your dad. Jesus, God, I'm pumped now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be. Yeah. Are, are they coming? Are they coming to Dallas too? I don't know yet. All
0: are right. Are you
1: coming to Dallas? I, so honestly, I looked at it because um, in canceling our Minnesota trip, uh, I got about $750 worth of credits to the airlines to use um, because obviously uh, they're not going to give you your money back, but you can book another flight. And uh, I, yeah. looked at, I looked at flights the other day, and unless I wanted to fly in the back of the plane and get there about midnight, it was like 1200 to $1,700 for me to get there. And I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm going to sit on my couch for my $5 Peacock Premium and watch it at home. So the thought has been rolling yeah. around for a long time, but the flights were just, they were like seven 800 bucks for a long time. And I was like, no, nah, I just am not going to do that. And then they got yeah. cheap for a little while and I was like, okay, maybe I'll go, especially when the Minnesota thing was starting to fall apart. And then, like I said, they're just so uh-huh. fucking ridiculous now that I'm like, nope, I'm out. So... <sighs> I Sweet. did. I did think about it. It was. It was. Ro- it was rolling pretty hard towards it. But yeah, that that put the brakes on it. So yeah. Nope. I mean, so I'm, sense, so I'm just out. How's the How's the Patreon thing going? We getting some new people signed up for Patreon here, or what? Are, yeah, what's dude, their it, deal with it? it? it,
0: it it's moving uh, again. Man, it's kind of a slow process. I would love to see it, it blow up and take off, but I, I just got to continue beating it into the the. I guess marketing way of showing that it's a creative way for people to support the program and they get awesome benefits in return instead of vice versa. They get awesome benefits that oh they gotta support the program to get a cut deal. So Yep. It's a really cool program. We're getting uh, the front fenders getting filled up, we gotta fill the fork tube, so we just need a couple more people that sixty five dollar a month deal to get the name on the bike. Um, and it all goes back into entropy, so nose, lights, all parts. Helping Seder out. Make the vlogs happen, so. The vlogs are looking it's, uh, good. It's a work in progress. I uh, know, dude. He's doing such a good job.
1: Like, he, insane. He is. I text him when he do, like I text him when he does something a little different and it works and I'm like, "Dude, great job. Like keep going." And it's fun cuz it's I've seen like even the progression through his filmmaking here over the last 6 weeks has been phenomenal to see, so yeah, it's yeah. doing it's doing well. It's doing well. I really like it, so.
0: So so bummed that we lost the GoPro that has all the LCQ footage and the main event
1: footage. Was that how did how did you lose that one?
0: It was on it's on a metal plate and the metal plate sheared off in the main event and nobody found the GoPro. Lame. Yeah,
1: dude. So lame.
0: Pretty bummed about it. Wait, it you, has that path and everything
1: on it. Oh you. Oh, you lost the one last night. Holy shit. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was back I was back two weeks when you lost one. I was like, I thought you got that back, but oh you lost the one last night. What the fuck? What metal yeah. plate what metal plate did you have it on?
0: So we have it we got a metal plate that like screws in to it goes into the triple clamp Okay. So you put the fork bolt in and it's just a little metal plate that goes like over around the uh, triple clamp, something triple clamp, and it just has a metal plate that's bent, and then it has a little GoPro mount. So it said kind of like in front of my bars, next to my front number plate, kind of. Okay. And, yeah, when I uh, when I took my digger in qualifying, it kind of bent it, so we bent it back, which must have just weakened it, oh. and then it just sheared off during the main event.
1: So Some point, s- I don't
0: know. S- I never hit the ground, but it, hmm. I finished the race, looked down, and it was off, and I was like, oh, jeez.
1: So what you're saying so is... I went straight
0: over to the track crew and was like, yo, lost the GoPro, make sure everybody looks for it. And they told me, so it's got a radio, that, oh yeah, we found a GoPro. I was like, all right, please take care of it. They found Mosman's GoPro Ugh. from the two-minute race. Lame. So they didn't find mine, and then the track crew already started to the track apart right after the main event, so it's gone. It sucks. But now I'm GoPro again. Feel bad, too, because we lost the GoPro, then I had a fan reach out, buy me another gopro to keep the vlog going and yeah. now we just
1: swap that one jesus christ yeah it's time struggling. it's time to call gopro and be like look bro i'm gonna need a mount <laughs>
0: it's time for them to let us put it back on our helmet so we don't deal with these things
1: yeah that's a that's a thing too but but i
0: understand the
1: safety process so part of it yeah yeah well i I am acquiring a 3D printer here relatively soon, and my goal is to try to figure out some sort of mount system to be able to mount it so that it looks relatively decent and it's a universal mount and it will not do what yours did, although it sounds like yours sounds pretty sweet. Where did you get that one? Like, who came up with that? Or you guys just made it?
0: Uh, somebody somebody met me at the races at A2, and I bought it from them, and it huh. worked really well. That's what we've been using for the last weekend or two weekends, I think. Yeah. A2 and then Glendale is that now. And then yeah, in qualifying when I took that digger, it bent it a little bit, so we bent it back,
1: which must have just weakened it. Hmm. Yeah, because I let like the actual GoPros—they're putting those on the fenders, aren't they? Um. Like for Mosman and uh, Mosman and and Barsha.
0: It's uh, inside the number plate.
1: So I could oh. Number plate. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I could cut a hole in the number plate. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I got to figure something out, though, so when I go to these national events, they don't fucking yell at me. Because, like, the locals, they don't care. I can wear it on my helmet. But, like, the national events, I know you get a bunch of shit for it. So, (sighs) what a pain in the ass. Just let me wear it on my helmet. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that sucks. That really does suck. Because, yeah, that would be awesome to have all that footage. But whatever. Such is life, right? Part of it. Yep. But yeah, but yeah, but now we not now we gotta call GoPro and get a new one. <laughs> yeah, we gotta do something. Those bad boys aren't cheap. No, no, they're they're more exp- I just bought another one for the show, and they, they're they went up in price. They're five hundred dollars for the new ones. I'm like Jesus, get yeah. off of it. So, hmm. yeah. All right, um, buddy. Well, anything else you want to talk about?
0: I think we're solid, guys. Uh, you know, check out brandsbobby.com. Jump on the Patreon. Appreciate you guys uh, jumping on board. Support the program. Go back to, obviously, the end of our program, Good Cause, and help, help me take care of Spader <clears throat> keep
1: the blog going. So Hell
0: yeah. Cool old program. Check it out. Appreciate
1: the support. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Enjoy yeah. enjoy the rest of your drive. I got a couple other things I'm going to talk to you about here, so don't hang All out. Right. Sounds good. <laughs> appreciate it. All right, and boom. Kevin Morans, everyone.